Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story. Today is the third day of the confirmation hearings for Supreme Court Justice nominee Amy Coney Barrett. And it is the typical grandstanding photo op, soundbite driving hearing as one might expect. To me, it's like those original versions of American Idol where you get five minutes to come in and just be an an a-hole. I stopped myself from the swear word. Yes, you're welcome. People. <laughs> and nobody <laughs> actually does anything relevant. Nobody asks good questions. Kamala, I was watching CNN and Wolf Blitzer had just cut to some lady in the street to do a package. And he cuts to her, let's cut to so-and-so who's going to talk about how terrible QAnon is, whatever the, the package <laughs> of the day was. And it gets to her and she's about five seconds into her package and it Quickly cuts back to Wolf and he goes, whoa, uh, we, we, we have to cut away and cut to the, the, the hearings because Kamala's about to question Amy Comey Barrett. <laughs> and he's just freaking out. <laughs> and so it goes to Kamala and she starts off by going, I'd like to start off by, by addressing the American people. And then she just does like a campaign ad for a couple of minutes. <laughs> And, and that's it. Nothing relevant came out of it. It's really confusing, these hearings, because they keep referring to her as ACB. And on oh, Twitter, yeah. there's that hashtag that people people tweet out, people on the far left oh, and yeah. even on the right sometimes. ACAB, all cops yeah. are bad. Yeah. ACB, Amy Comey Barrett. I, I was dismissing trends and stuff I saw as AC, ACB because I thought it was ACAB. It's, right. just, it's just odd. You know, having the, that is you know, weird. It's it sounds like I mean, it seems like a coincidence to me for sure. But um, it is weird. But I just the one thing that stood out of substance with the ACB thing, which I just see over and over again, their argument against her is that she is blatantly pro-life. Her her personal life, she has a child with Down syndrome, which she had in later life. So, or I assume it was her last child, and she's forty eight. So that just shows that she's not that she would not have an abortion of that kind of kid. She has a bunch of kids. She adopted some kids. Uh, from what I've read, she was involved in pro life organizations. She's a practicing Catholic. All this stuff. Clearly, the woman does not personally agree with uh, believe in abortion. She must think that it's wrong. So that's what everybody's, you know, obviously you object to abortion. And the point is she shouldn't you, she, we, they assume that she is going to use her personal opinion to drive how she judges, adjudicates the cases because she cares more about the policy than the law, the process and what's right. I got that. She's somebody, she says she has integrity. And actually, to be honest, if she does have integrity and Roe v. Wade just on its face actually came before the court, which is very hard to believe, to to expect, then 
it would be an act of integrity to identify that it is not constitutional. That is squarely a 10th Amendment issue reserved to the states. But but the underlying thing that is always true, always, 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 it seems to me, even from when I was in law school, is that if you are liberal or, quote, progressive and all that that implies and think the Constitution is a living document and you have to look at the modern world and our secular humanist values, then it's completely fine to to make adjudication decisions not based on what the law would actually say, but what you think the right policy is. I mean, that it's activist judges. That's what they do on the left. It's what they promote and stand behind it. Anyone who says that the Constitution is a living document usually means that they that judges should impart policy decisions. And it's only wrong to do so if your policy viewpoint is a look back and not a look forward. Yeah, it's complete hypocrisy, and I think that politicians just simply live in hypocrisy knowing that it's not going to matter to a large portion of their bases. Although some, it does, I think, that we talk about that small percentage of people that are affected. It's, it's even a little, it's beyond, I mean, I yes, I'm definitely making the point that it's hypocrisy. That is true, but it's all about this quote progress. It's this idea of progress. When, yeah. when it comes to progress, you don't have to pay attention to legislation. So like that guy said at the two Stacey's debate, this isn't the way it should be when it's working properly. But if the system, if the process, if the laws, are not that the laws change or the process change, the system changes, but that you, that it isn't working for you, then you can riot and take down the city hall and you can do all those things if your inherent sense of right and wrong is offended. But don't they realize right. that the whole point of having objective law and equality under the law and all of that and limiting the, the, what the government can do is that people have different morality, different ideology. And to the extent that affects other people, yes, you should not be permitted to invade somebody's space. But beyond that, it all goes back to that. It's very clear. This is all agenda driven. And for me, the agenda is always the power. The power goes to the top. And that includes this idea. A, a lot of stuff is fostered for population control. That's the ultimate policy. And who really wants that? Right. That's a that's a thing about control from the top. You and don't have very, to yeah. worry. Very, very interesting. That makes me think of Utopia, which we talked about yesterday. I don't know that I told you what the main line that is repeated to everybody from the very beginning to the very end. It's. The main character, the the Bill Gates, but a little bit tougher character, says to people, what did you do today to earn your place in this crowded world? What did you do today to earn your place in this crowded Who's, world? That's what John Cusack says? Yeah, that's like the main line. That he, he asks everybody he encounters and people that he works with, tell me what you did today to earn your place in this crowded world. Justify your existence. Yeah, all huge population control themes underlying, I mean, the entire show that show if people aren't that people who aren't vaccine hesitant they talk about vaccine hesitancy and how much of a problem and how how that's from QAnon because QAnon started that everything was started by QAnon yet you have this show being promoted front and center on Amazon all the time now and has been for a couple of weeks even before it came out that's going to cause people to be vaccine hesitant absolutely will cause people to be paranoid if you watch this show right now, and you're not already vaccine hesitant, 
You might very well be when you're done with it. There is something going on about people trying to, I don't know, like really fostering this dialectic. Oh, I think I have an insight into it. Uh, let me Let me give you that. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 653-8838. And I also want to add that Neighbors 2021 seed packs, their organic seed packs, and their cool weather seed packs are all now available online at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. And that coupon code PROP will get you 10% off. So be sure and check that out. So I mentioned this yesterday, I think it was, where, or one of these days recently, where the... If they didn't have the crazy, scary opposition thing working where it goes to the trust the plan, trust the science thing. So trust the plan is Q and that gets you to do whatever Trump wants and then or to give Trump the benefit of the doubt. Trust the science is the left and that gets you to give the benefit of the doubt to the left. But if if you took so half the people, you know, Let's say half the people don't want vaccines, don't believe in COVID, whatever. Let's just say like Q and Trump is half the people. And the other half the people is trust the science, wear your mask. Everybody should be afraid. What are you, a Trump supporter? Blah, 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 blah. If you just looked at the, if you actually evaluated the evidence that's out there, randomly controlled trials, like all that stuff, as an individual, if you just assess, no, both of those positions is totally irrational, like what Trump is doing or what the scientists are saying, like both of those positions. If you didn't know that one of them had a certain, uh, you know, an R or a D or whatever, you would just not I, they wouldn't convince hardly anybody because both of those are totally irrational. Trump has four trillion dollar deficits. He's not. There's no plan. And similarly, the science just does not stand up to the point where they actually are changing it a lot. Yesterday, the World Health. So there's that where the opposition is making you dig into your position that you would not otherwise dig into. But then there's the scary thing that is either getting you so scared that you're relieved when it's just not that scary or it's getting you prepared for, you know, level up, level up, level up. And then so uh, somebody sent me a patron sent me something out of Canada, which it, it, you know, anything that says make this go viral, like she and I were both, you know, I don't know if this is real or not, but some of the elements, well, one of the things in particular really reflected my interpretation of the World Health Organization yesterday saying, we're not so for lockdowns anymore. We kind of just want to test, trace, and isolate. So we want to be able to handpick who gets sequestered. And I thought, well, boy, that could be used for political purposes for sure. And I just want to read you one or two of the lines from this thing. It was supposed to be out of some Canadian uh, government enclave, whatever, and a lot of the people reject to it, so that's why they leaked it. It says uh, that they would... Now, I, this definitely looks like it's being, you know, propagated 
to scare people. So I'm not saying this, I think is true, but there, there are elements of things that I have thought phase in secondary lockdown restrictions on a rolling basis, starting with major metropolitan areas first and expanding outward starting in November, rush the acquisition of or construction of isolation facilities uh, expected by December and the daily new cases will surge beyond the capacity of testing, uh, including increases in COVID-related deaths following the same growth curves and ultimately a new morphed version will be uh, rolling out in 2021 called COVID-21. And that can go, <laughs> that reflects the other story I did yesterday about the reinfection. He was reinfected by something a little bit different. Yeah. So. Par- paralleling the Spanish flu story, like like the repurposing things from the Spanish flu story, that was the story that the second wave and we're apparently, according to CNN, hunkered down because as expected, cases are on the rise again and the fall COVID you know, wave is here. I guess the second wave and the second wave during the Spanish flu, they say it mutated, was much stronger. It hit young people and seeing the same narrative. Uh, that that has been something I've noticed for years now. Like basically they've got every possible propaganda thing that they need out there. Like every meme and theme has been covered and they just they just take a template like Watergate, you know, and then plug it right in. And you know they, they don't did even... studies and stuff on mask and they had similar debates, not right. as widespread debates, because they did not have the ability to communicate information like on social media. I do. I'm I'm convinced now that the mask thing was picked because of its ability to cause controversy. That would fall in line with the way that they choose the subjects, things that they know some and people are just going to... And just a, a cursory glance at the Spanish flu experience shows that masks were a highly divisive issue. So one more thing about that hearing is that Pete Buttigieg... Buttigieg. 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 He's been promoted. He's being promoted the past couple of days as Biden's secret weapon. And the reason he's being promoted is that is because he's on a book tour. There's so many anti-Trump books where people, you want to make a bunch of money, write an anti-Trump book, pretend to be some sort of secret insider, pretend to be his niece, or maybe if you're a distant family member, and you can be on Don Lemon's show every night. His niece is on Don Lemon's show, and she's the worst guest you've ever seen, never has any good takes. But she's just there every night talking about his psychology. Well, Pete Buttigieg was on Cuomo last night on his show. He might have been on him later. I'm not sure about that. But he was saying that he's worried. He's not worried about Amy Coney Barrett's faith. That's not not her faith he's worried about. What he's worried about is what she's going to do to us. He's worried that marriage equality is back on the table, and he fears that his marriage with his husband is in jeopardy, and just at any moment, if she gets on the on the Supreme Court, she could take that away from him. What they don't understand, what they don't, well, I'm sure they it's understand absurd. it, but with these issues... They come down to what's constitutional or not, but that's just about what the feds can do or not do. But all that stuff about marriage and health and welfare, everything is in the 10th Amendment. It's never, it's never going to be, none of that stuff is ever going to be illegal right. in certain states. Yeah. They just want to impose it on, on, on all the states. And then they don't want all the states to impose 
their own stuff on them. So they don't want health freedom, mask freedom, vaccine freedom everywhere, but they do want, you know, whatever, sexual freedom or whatever it is. Part of me wonders if they have some sort of internal polling that shows that people in the LGBTQ community are leaning more towards Trump than they anticipated. And so they bring out Pete Buttigieg to promote that maybe he's going to destroy their ability to get married. So they're single issue voters. Are you ready to try CBD products and see why so many people swear by everything from CBD oil to body lotion to muscle rub? TrueHempscience.com is at the ready with the highest quality products they developed over decades in the business and a lifelong pursuit of nutrition, health, and spiritual well-being. They are eager to introduce you to the CBD experience and so confident in their products, they offer a 30-day money-back guarantee and a special offer for Propaganda Report listeners. To learn more about their company, their passion, and their products, go to truehempscience.com slash propreport. And the final thing that I think you might find interesting that he was focusing on and was on Cuomo's show to promote was his book. And his book is called Trust, America's Best Chance. And he gives an example about how important trust is, saying that he had to trust people that he hardly knew with his life when he was in Iraq. And I took that the way that it was communicated on the show as telling the American people, you need to trust all of these people who you don't know at all with your life, who are telling you these life-changing things that you need to do. I That is totally consistent with what we've noticed about the way they approach the media with this authority versus evidence thing. And we got a really good comment on the YouTube video that we put up with Grimerica. So they, we put it in our feed, but we also put it on the YouTube video. That was a great conversation, I thought. Yeah, me too. And Mr. Solitude says, Alexander Solzhenitsyn asked the most poignant and on-target question. Uh, such as it is, this is a quote, such as it is, the press has become the greatest power within the Western world, more powerful than the legislature, the executive, and judiciary. One would like to ask, by whom has it been elected and to whom is it responsible? Because that's, that's the trust. Quote. Yeah, that's you know that quote. No, I haven't heard it. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah, great. I like it. And and that's and it isn't it isn't elected and it's not responsible to anyone and it relies a hundred percent on trust and people on their in their front brain just they know that they're not trustworthy but internally they're so capable of being manipulated emotionally that that is where the trust is and i'll tell you when i did talk radio with call and show with calls i was taught that you must appeal to people's emotion you do not want to ask people what they think about something you ask them what they feel about it and that will generate calls it wasn't, I never even thought of it as in the slightest bit manipulative. And as a matter of fact, I tried doing it the other way. I would try. I used to talk about foreign policy all the time. And if people did not know about it, they did not know how to feel about it. And right. even if I could ask them a poignant question that they would just be able to answer, they didn't want anything to do with it. They would not call unless you tapped into their emotion. 
And I just, I find that it's a, it, that is how it is designed, how it has grown up. And that's why you can think that you're not influenced by it. But in fact, you are and very influenced. It's usually somebody screaming with a vein bulging from their head saying, I'm not, I'm not influenced by it. I'm logical. Clearly, that yes, vein yeah. says otherwise. People would call and yell at me. I mean, people would really get emotional Especially one time you said something like that about the abortion issue. Yeah. You're like, people just can't think straight when it comes to that yeah. issue, whatever. You said that on my show and fucking people called and were just like, you're an a-hole. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, and I, and I was like, but he's, but you're proving his point. Like you just got super emotional about this. He wasn't saying he's, he's in favor of it. Yeah, He's I know. Just said, yeah. You know, you weren't. And then people just like got absolutely triggered because whatever it is that you said wasn't what what made them feel good. And that's why it's so siloed like Fox and CNN. People are in there feeling good. Yeah, it takes work. or angry, like feeling angry can make them feel good. Right. People want anger. If you, if you dislike somebody, if there's opposition, it's easy to trigger that anger against that opposition because people want to, they want to be on a team. They want to be on the side. They want to fight. They want to win. Commiserate. Do what? It means, commiserate means to be together in misery. And that is what the divide and conquer creates, which distracts from all the other stuff. It takes a lot of work, consciously, mental work to stop yourself, tell yourself to take a breath and breathe out the emotion and then start thinking clearly again. And until you do that, when you're whipped up in an emotional state, you're not thinking clearly and you're acting purely on emotions. And whether that's going to end up being the right thing for you in that moment, you know, sometimes it's and not. They managed to impose upon us or to pull this wool over the entire world, basically, this political thing. Not everywhere, though. People do tell me that, like, especially Germany, but the countries that are really healing you know healing h-e-e-l are uk u.s france just announced that we're in phase two and we're they're having a curfew portugal called it as announced a state of calamity so they could have more power than usual a state of calamity yeah that's and I, I just you know what no one's giving me the cost benefit analysis still do you understand what i'm saying like yeah. i want someone to send me a spreadsheet or publish a spreadsheet or let me click through on the wall street journal this is the estimated cost of this policy and this is the estimated cost of of the other policy because that's how the technocracy we live in a technocracy the constitution is dead they build roads they make these decisions they they set um they they set this is an important way to do it. They set the highway rules. They set laws and speed limits and stuff, not based on zero deaths. They base it on an acceptable number of deaths and they balance it against the economic value, which yeah. you can say money is life, right? Your time, your work, your, you know, if you're going to toil in the fields and die when you're 50 or 40 or 30, versus sit around and do nothing and live till you're 90. If there are cars, they let them be cars as long as it doesn't outweigh. That is the kind of cost-benefit analysis that we should be seeing. And that's why I'm not going to say there aren't bodies in the street. There aren't, but I, it doesn't even matter. Like, tell me what is going on. And so for Portugal and France to come out with these things that change the laws, that expand the government's ability to impose its will on you, you'd kind of want some evidence and that and that kind of thing. Is it's coming. So uh, the point is just that at phase two, they're just going to tell us it's worse. 
Looking for something positive to distract you from all the craziness in 2020? At wisdomprints.com, you can own photography work of landscapes and architecture that remind us of the beautiful world we really live in. Wisdomprints.com is the creation and work of a fellow liberty-minded person, Scott Moore, who's been an avid listener to the Propaganda Report and the Monica Perez Show for years. Wisdomprints.com is newly created and showcases photography from the desert southwest to urban scenes and architecture from around the world. Visit Wisdomprints.com, that's W-I-Z-U-M Prince.com, and use the promotion code PROPAGANDA at checkout to get 15% off the sale of your print order. And they're giving people the choice, the responsibility when you're talking about the speeding speed limits is as opposed to trying to control everything. And so you're going to have the choice of whether you're going to speed or not and break the law. Similar thing could be true when it comes to wearing a mask or not wearing a mask as opposed to trying control it, trying to control everything. Socrates was jailed and killed because he was, quote, corrupting the youth in Plato's story and corrupting the youth. He was doing that by asking them questions, getting them to think critically, which also in turn causes them to breathe out their emotions and their initial emotional reaction. So part of what Socrates was convicted and sentenced to death for was teaching people emotional intelligence and critical thinking. It's an interesting point that you say the Socratic method is simply asking questions and letting people think. I had like little issue in my house, whatever, somebody was upset about something, didn't want to talk about it. And I pressed the issue, even though I respect people's privacy, but I knew that talking it through would, would defuse the emotion, allow some critical thinking, allow a, a less a less, um, you know, in the in the box, like in your own head. Yeah, it's kind not going to stew and just build. circular, right? And circular reasoning, just to avoid whatever. And and I also felt, and I always say this to my kids, is the way I try to resolve problems that cause me agitation, which is always other people, right? I mean, you don't really get agitated if it's not somebody else, you know, if it's not social or I, I don't know, I think. I, I mean, everything is social, but I always say like, it's a really good idea to look at and look at things from a place of love. So if somebody's pissing you off, some jerk at school is talking about you or whatever, really like take a step back because I, I have problems with people and Take a step back and think of that person nine out of 10 times. If you just like detest that person, everybody does. You know, that person just isn't good at getting people to like them or they have issues. And just take it like look at the St. Augustine thing or like love is wish willing the good to the other. And it, you can actually like take that, take yourself out of it when you make that transition. So first from your emotions, then to thinking and then to really taking a step back and being a human being or a spiritual person, whatever you can, I find it circles back and gives you back that peace of mind. It puts your thoughts and emotions in order again. So to stop like the two party side gets you to do to stop at the hate. And that's what they all do. They get you to stop at the hate. And yeah. that's very sick for society. I have a friend who is 
exceptionally gifted at being able to do what what you're saying here too, even when he might be justified in hating someone or being completely angry and holding on to that anger for a long time. It's took him a long time to get to this place, but he is able to approach it with love. And I've never seen anything like it before. He, he's one of the happiest people and kindest people that, that I know. And do, does he, I guess maybe I partly learned it from the radio where one of my producers once taught me, you get what you give. Yes. That, and that, remember, my, my friend people, says that, says yeah, that a lot. It's you people get will be the super angry. Out, yeah. I forgot that I actually used that in that way. People get really, really angry. And then when you just ask them like what they mean, help me understand it totally, then they try to help you understand. Yeah. Even the trolls, even our friends of the many names. Yeah. People want to be understood. And, and the strongest emotion like that guy? enters a room, do it. Do people like him? Oh, yeah. Is he a liked person? Absolutely. One of the most liked that I know. I am often impressed at his ability to, because sometimes I'm like, okay, I know you're, you know, ha- happy, lo- lovey dude, but you should really be pissed. And he does get pissed. Don't get me wrong. He does. But it's still like he's able to get over it and understand. You can- we all piss people off. We all do things that are. You know? Yeah, you can even be annoyed with what somebody does. Like my mother would always say, like, hate the act, not the actor. Yeah, yeah, hate yeah. Hate the action, not the person. And you can do that, and it teaches the person. My eighth if grade teacher, remember what I told you about him? Very similar. Uh, I just told that. you on the show. He said, don't hate people, hate what they do. Yeah. Maybe he was... It's the only thing I learned in that class, was, but it was <laughs> probably it was a great well, lesson. Yeah, One of the best things I learned. So I would like to just take this... Um, might be into an experience I had last night in an Uber where I get into Ubers every time since Uber has started. I get into an Uber and I immediately, um, immediately like, so whatever, 9-11 is an inside job or something like that. You know, I'll just like immediately <laughs> just cut chase because I've never met an Uber driver. Honestly, now it's a little... A little bit, but basically, especially people from other countries, everybody knows what you're saying, but they're shocked that an American knows it. <laughs> and uh, so I always just jump right in and, and nobody ever gets mad at me. Nobody ever gives me a bad rating or anything. I just immediately just gets talking and I get so much out of the conversation. And the last night, get in the car, American guy. Uh, wearing a mask, had the windows open so that there would be no contamination, even though I just did my hair, but whatever. So we were going along and I just at a certain point couldn't take it anymore. He was saying something about the fires and I said, eh, I smell a rat. And he was like, oh, because there were people caught with Molotov cocktails. I was like, mm, even a bigger rat, a bigger rat. What do you mean? And I'm thinking, oh, shoot, it was on my husband's thing Uh oh Oh no yeah and i was thinking (laughs) if this guy thinks i'm a you know a covid denier or something he will just out of a sense of personal responsibility give me like a zero and i'm not gonna be able to use uber anymore but fortunately he ultimately found the conversation engaging but his idea would be the same we can't have an honest conversation because i don't know what that other person is all about and I don't want them to stop me from getting a livelihood by being an Uber driver. And likewise for me, when 
cars are a thing of the past. I can't be banned from car driving. And also a patron sent to me yesterday, if if doctors, some doctors don't want to, don't believe in the vaccinations or don't think they're good for you or like have problems of conscience, or if you don't want to get a vaccination, you might be denied the public health care because it's all going to be public health care and that you're going to have these underground clinics, perhaps. I mean, this tunnel, tunnel existence could emerge. The thing that's told in all sci-fi that's told to the soldiers and everything, it could emerge simply as an underground. And that is like the Matrix. They unplug. And they're real human meat people in the in the cities. It's all about like different biological organisms perform, you know, functioning in a in a meatier, dirtier way underground. They're always the heroines and heroes in those stories. Rat burgers. Yeah, rat burgers, man, and mutants and um and you know, VR dates. Well, that's if that's not already here, it'll be here soon. What ended up happening with the Uber driver when you told him the bigger? Well, I didn't look at I didn't alert my husband to the fact that I might have just jeopardized this perfect Uber, Uber rating. But because the guy was very friendly on the way, oh, this is what he said to me. Last thing he said is, thank you for talking to me. There you go. I bet there's a lot of people that get in and don't even talk. Maybe he enjoys talking. That'd be a good job to get if you just want to talk to people. I just want to talk to people. I just ride around in Ubers all the time. No place to go. Have them take me back home again. All right. Well, (laughs) in the patron 15, I will tell you about a Trump, a a meme that Trump tweeted yesterday is pretty funny and a question that I have about it. Hey, and if people are considering becoming a patron, this would be a good week to do that. We have a VIP DPP this Friday. So if you want to become a patron saint, then you will get the link. All right. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We will talk to you in the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a fantastic rest of your day. And go Braves.